doing Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher on WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicades, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Rigo, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk sports in substantive fashion with informed guests. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. This is the Midweek Edition, the Wednesday Evening Edition here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com and our tune-in app is available for you to listen in anywhere in the world via iHeart. If you're at home, Alexa's got you taken care of. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon 1061 FM. You can always email me, Ken, at CrescentCitySports.com or feel free to listen to our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com on the left column of the front page. Click on Podcast. Of course, you can call the show. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Hope you enjoyed the guys, my friends, preceding us. Did a great job. Always a pleasure. Good people. And Rudy Dixon's a good man, our producer, taking care of business tonight. Coming up later in the show, Mark Morrow, the co-director of the LHSAA State Wrestling Championship, will join us to briefly break down those championships, which we'll be covering start to finish Friday and Saturday in Bossier City. And we'll also be visiting with University of New Orleans head baseball coach Blake Dean coming up in our second segment here. So up until then, lots to talk about. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Senior Bowl week, of course, in Mobile. Not a whole bunch of local ties this week. A couple of Tulane players, a couple of LSU players. The breakdown is such. Michael Pratt of Tulane, of course. A guy whose stock kind of stopped a bit this year. Injuries were part of that. The productivity wasn't quite what it was the previous year, but injuries to him and injuries to his receiving core certainly had a little bit to do with that, but it didn't didn't lessen his value. He's still highly regarded. Right now, Pratt likely is a third-round pick, but he could accelerate to a mid to late second round pick. He's having a good week in Mobile. He's accurate. He's tough, which he's proven. And again, someone's going to take a flyer on Michael Pratt, and he's got a good chance to make an NFL roster. No question about that. I think he will. Jaquan Jackson out of Hanville via Tulane, of course. 
And when we talk about Jaquan, we talk about speed. Look, injuries hurt him this past year. The ankle injury slowed him down and even stopped him, and he couldn't play. And that certainly didn't help. But Jaquan's game is speed. He's not a big guy. But he also could figure in the kick return game, or punt return game, which makes him a little bit more valuable to prospective suitors, something that you have to pay attention to if you're evaluating players. And then, of course, with regard to Jackson and where he projects, right now you're thinking maybe as early as late in the fourth round, but certainly a fifth round draft pick in all likelihood when you have that kind of speed. LSU's got two players there, defensive tackle Jordan Jefferson. Jefferson's huge. We all know he's a big guy. Goes over 320. You know, for a big guy, he's got good balance. Remember, he was a a wrestler, and that certainly helped him with regard to balance. And, you know, he can certainly play the run. Now, he's not a pass rusher. He's just a big, thick body. Right now, probably a fourth-round pick could be fifth, but he's in that realm early day three in all likelihood in the draft. And then, of course, the LSU center, Charles Turner the third. Well, Turner is a guy that, you know, some people like him more than others, and he's a likely fifth-round pick. I mean, Turner has good size. Now, injuries have slowed him down, slowed down his development at his career as LSU. But what's really good about Turner is he's a center who could play guard and even tackle if necessary. So there's versatility attached to him. And that's obviously important to where Turner is concerned. So that gives you some sort of perspective on where the senior bowl prospects are with regard to local ties. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Still no offensive coordinator with the Saints. Greg Lewis of the Ravens, another guy that's now being interviewed by the Saints. Lewis is a receivers coach for the Ravens, whose season ended, so now they can talk to him. Also, some interest in Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze, who's now out of his job in Chicago, where they ran the ball well but didn't pass the ball that well this past year so he's one that is new to the mix of course you know some of the other names that have been talked about and of course one must wonder if the Saints are waiting on the 49ers at this point because of Ryan Greasy and Kubiak both of whom are there and both of whom have been mentioned And that's part of where you are with regard to where this situation is. You know, then with regard to Zach Robinson, of course, he goes to the Falcons. So, and again, why? Well, the Falcons have a new coach and there's more job security. And you have to wonder a little bit if the Saints search for an offense coordinator is not being hindered by the job security issue surrounding Dennis Allen. Saints are sticking with him, but there's no doubt this is the put up or shut up year. Seven and ten, the nine and eight, but not an impressive nine and eight. 
and the Saints decided to stick with him, even though fan reaction was otherwise. But you can understand the sentiment on both sides, and that said, there's no doubt this is it for Allen. He's got to prove himself. So if you're a prospective coordinator for a team, if you're a prospective employee, are you going to go with a brand-new situation like the Falcons and Raheem Morris, or are you going to go with a situation where the coach may be in trouble and therefore your job might be tenuous and might just be a one-year job? So I think there's that aspect of this whole situation as well. So the Saints continue to search. You'd like to think they have a solid plan right now in the hopper. That's what you certainly hope for at this point, and it's not just a situation where you think that they're just not getting the guy they want. Right now, if you're looking at the candidates, Clint Kubiak might be the guy. He's the 49ers passing game coordinator. Obviously, deep ties with the NFL, with his family. Raiders are interested in him, too. He's going to be in demand. You're going to have to make him a very good offer and do some convincing in the process if you think you can get Clint Kubiak. And I don't know where they stand with him. That goes without saying that there's no certainty about him or about anybody for that matter. So it's a very important hire. That's an understatement for Dennis Allen. You know, Gerard Johnson staying with the Texans. And why not? They're in a solid position in a good space. Luke Getze, they've talked to him twice now. As mentioned, Greg Lewis talked to him once. Previously coached receivers with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that certainly is positive as well. Brian Johnson, former Eagles coordinator, dismissed from that job, interviewed. Meanwhile, Mike Sullivan, Steelers quarterbacks coach, a former quarterback coach, took over play-calling duties last season. He's interviewed with the Saints. Of course, Ronald Curry, the in-house candidate, who could be the fallback guy in this situation. Clint Kubiak. He's called plays for a couple of different teams, including the Broncos previously. Brian Greasy, who's also been interviewed. Not been in the coaching business long, but he's with the 49ers staff. He's quarterback's coach, and obviously he's a guy with a great NFL name and played in the league for a long time. So that's kind of where you're at with regard to where the Saints stand right now could there be others? Sure. Not everything is made public, but at least at this point, that's kind of what you're looking at from the Saints' perspective with regard to the offensive coordinator position. Meanwhile, Pete Carmichael is going to the Broncos, reunited with Sean Payton. He will not be the play caller. Joe Lombardi, the former Saints assistant, will have those duties, but Carmichael will join the staff on the offensive side of the football. And look, that's where Carmichael's most comfortable. Okay, and that is being in the background and not being the primary guy. And maybe that was the issue here. He was a reluctant warrior to begin with when he accepted the 
play-calling job here. Maybe he's better served to be the guy in the background. Nobody said he can't coach, okay? The bottom line is he's been a solid NFL coach for a while. He just did not have a productive year as an offensive coordinator this past year. It's that simple. So on he goes. And Sean Payton goes with familiarity, and he's got his man there with the Denver Broncos that he is very comfortable with and familiar with. Meanwhile, it looks like the Washington football team is the only job now we're waiting on because the Seattle Seahawks have agreed to hire Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. Met with him twice. Now, because McDonald gets the job, he becomes the NFL's youngest head coach at 36 years of age. Ravens were really good defensively, led the NFL in fewest points allowed, led the NFL in sacks, led the NFL in takeaways. So the trend is to hire offensive coordinators as head coach, but here's a defensive hire, but one that makes sense given the age of McDonald, the rising star status, and the way his defense played this past season. So we now sit and wait with regard to one other job where the NFL is concerned as the Seahawks have made their decision and they are moving forward. Before we talk about the Pelicans, interesting stuff with regard to baseball, Baltimore Orioles being sold. The Angelos family, which presided over a bunch of losing and finally got a winner this past season, is now selling the franchise for $1.725 billion to a group led by Baltimore native David Rubenstein, co-founder of the Carlisle Group. But part of that group, some pretty big names, former Baltimore Mayor Kurt Schmoke, former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, former NBA star Grant Hill, and Baltimore Orioles royalty Cal Ripken Jr., all part of the group that's buying this team. They got a new lease with Camden Yards, the baseball facility, Oriole Park. Orioles had their best season last year. Since 1979, 101 wins, and they're good. And perhaps this will invigorate baseball even more in Baltimore because the Angelos family was certainly not well-received by and large by the fans of that particular franchise. So good to see the likes of Grant Hill and Cal Ripken Jr. becoming part of ownership of what has been a good baseball franchise that got bad on the field for many years and finally found success this past year. The New Orleans Pelicans getting ready for their game tonight at Houston. The Pelicans, 26-21, and 21, tied for 7th in the West, Houston is 22-24. and 24. But the Rockets have played the Pelicans twice, and they've beaten the Pelicans twice. Houston plays a brand of basketball that's in your face, very physical. You have got to match that. If you don't match it, you're going to have serious problems. It's going to get difficult. And the Pelicans have struggled with physicality. That's pretty clear. In many games this year, and the Rockets have certainly been of that oak. So you look at the Western Conference. Right now, we mentioned the Pelicans are tied 
for the seventh spot with Dallas. So there's two things to look at. Making sure you get in the top ten, or at least in a play-in, and trying to get to that top six. Right now, the tie for ninth and tenth is between the Lakers and Utah. Both are 24 and 25, and that's three games behind New Orleans. Houston, three and a half behind New Orleans. Golden State, four and a half behind New Orleans. So there's 12 teams for 10 spots. You can dismiss the Grizzlies, Blazers, and Spurs. But the other 12 teams are all in it. The Warriors have Draymond Green back. How much of a difference will that make? The Rockets, Shengun's been a problem inside. Brooks has given them toughness. They're better. Utah had a hot streak, but they've cooled off. The Lakers, we all know what they have and who they are. So then you look at the teams ahead of you. First of all, Dallas, you're tied with the Mavericks, and we know what they've got with Luka Doncic, who's playing like an MVP. Kyrie Irving went healthy. You know, and Tim Hardaway, who can shoot it, score it. I think the Pelicans can match up with Dallas and have a chance at Dallas. But that still doesn't get you in the top six. Who are you going to knock out in the top six? Minnesota at number one, not going to knock them out. Denver at number two, the reigning champion, not going to knock them out. Oklahoma City at number three, whom you just saw in New Orleans looking really good, not going to get them. Clippers at number four with Leonard Healthy, George playing well and Harden there, not going to knock them out. Phoenix right now at number six. If they stay healthy, you're not going to knock them out. They're better. Booker, Durant, better duo than Williamson Ingram. And then they got Bradley Beal. Then, of course, there's the other that I'm looking at, and that's Sacramento. Up until recently, they were struggling. But now they won four in a row to go two games up on the Pelicans. That's a team New Orleans has dominated, beaten them four times this year. That's a team that can really score it but it's a team that doesn't defend very well. So if you're going to knock out any team to get in the top six, to me, Sacramento would be that team. i got to believe that's your best shot to be able to qualify in the top six. As for the Pelicans otherwise, look, the three games they lost, they lost to elite teams. Okay, Oklahoma City and Williamson didn't play. Then you had to play the second of a back-to-back, and you had to travel to do it in Milwaukee, and that was brutal. And you weren't going to win that game. Then you had to follow that up by playing Boston, the best home team in the NBA. First two games were blowouts. The third game was a different animal, and the Pelicans had a shot against the Celtics. Played well. Played well for just over three quarters, but you got to play all four against a team of that caliber, especially on their home floor. That did not happen. Pelicans went cold in the second half, three for 17 from three-point range. And again, down the stretch, couldn't score and couldn't take care of the basketball. Three costly turnovers down the stretch, two by Zion Williamson, really hurt this team. And I'll continue to say it, this team does not have a closer. They just don't. It's not just the fact that they don't have anybody outside of the mid-30s in scoring in the league, but just look at the players and what they can do. You know, Williamson has to bull his way down low, and against good teams, they're going to they're gonna make that very difficult, and they have. 
witness the turnovers in the game. One of them was careless, just a bad pass, trying to get the ball to Ingram. And Ingram, again, he's at best in the mid-range, which is nice to have, but it's probably least valued. You'd rather have the guy shooting layups and threes uh, in the league today. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. And you can get in him physically and bother him, and we've seen teams do that. And overall, he hasn't scored as much or as well as you'd like to see. C.J. McCollum is a veteran and a good player. He's not a closer. Jonas Valanciunas can get his double-doubles. Tough guy. He's not a closer. Trey Murphy, some signs of life in the last game, but he hadn't shot it as well as you need him to. Overall, he's not a closer. Herb Jones vastly improved as a shooter. He's not a closer. Jordan Hawkins, a good rookie, leads all rookies in three points made, and that's great, but not a closer as a rookie, unquestionably. Najee Marshall is certainly not that. Jose Alvarado is not even seeing the floor at this point. And then Larry Nance is a nice piece to have, but nowhere near that. So this team lacks a closer. They don't take care of the ball in key situations, and they fluctuate up and down in terms of their ability to shoot the three. So, again, nothing's changed from my perspective. This was a very tough stretch of games. And they lost all three of them which is disappointing but not unexpected with regard to what's happening and what's going to happen with this team. You go through stretches during the season. This was a tough one. Now you get Houston on the road, a team below 500. You get San Antonio on the road, but a team that's 10-37. and 37. You get Toronto at home, a team that's 17-30. and 30. All right? You got to win at least two of these games, really, if not all three. Because then you got to go to Los Angeles to play the Clippers and the Lakers before heading to Portland. So, again, they're all important. You've got to win the games that are very winnable on a consistent basis. And then you got to win an occasional game against the better team. They have a win over Minnesota. They have a win over Denver. They're capable of doing it, but they haven't shown the ability to be consistent enough to play with teams like that for four quarters. Not that team yet. And in clutch situations, they're as bad as any team in the league. We know that. Everybody knows it. They've watched it. We've seen it. And that's not just a lack of a closer. It's a lack of execution. Some would say schemes, too. Too much isolation and one-on-one. Maybe all of the above. Whatever the case may be, they just haven't been what they need to be in those situations, which is why they're in the position they're in. Now we wait to see whether or not improvement can be made. Trading deadline is in a week. People are asking about that. Can they make a move? Will they make a move? Don't know the answer, but if they could, I think they would. 504-260-1061, a brief timeout. Still to come, we'll talk later in the show about the state wrestling championships in Bossier City in Louisiana. Talk to Mark Morrow about that, but coming up next... College baseball, Blake Dean of the UNO Privateers will join us here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. 
and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes choice of JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. We all go... Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Whether it's the irresistible, cushiony softness of Charmin Ultra Soft or the superior strength and absorbency of Charmin Ultra Strong. Either way, you can't go wrong. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to Allstate Sugar Bowl Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. 
This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's new cravings value menu is a big deal, or rather, it's 10 big deals. From new items like the loaded nachos to familiar favorites like the spicy potato soft taco. Check it out at a participating Taco Bell today. Available for a limited time only while supplies last. Crescent City Connection, eastbound Lafayette to the I-10 merge. 37 minutes, a 30-minute delay right now. Eastbound I-10 LA-49 to Veterans is running slow. Westbound I-10 read to the flyover taking about 15 minutes. Minutes. Seeing uh, eastbound 610 from the split in Metairie across the high rise. 13 minutes and a slow roll there. Westbound I-10 between Canal and the Claiborne flyover. Stop and go flow as well. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. College baseball season upon us. J.C.'s starting. Of course, Division I programs getting started here as well in the next couple of weeks. University of New Orleans opening on Friday, February 16th with the start of a three-game home series against Georgia State at Maestree Field. Of course, we'll have privateer games here on Nash Icon 1061 FM once again this season. Joining us, the outstanding ninth-year head coach of the Privateers, Blake Dean. Blake, we appreciate the time. I hope you're well. Yeah, I can't appreciate you, buddy. Hey, listen, first and foremost, I'm talking a little bit about, you know, the schedule this year. I like the fact that you're playing, you know, the first 11 games of the season in New Orleans, 10 of those at Maestri Field, one at at Yulman, at that Yulman, at Church and Stadium, of course. So I, I like that. You get to be at home early. This is a chance to build some momentum for your program, I would think. Yeah, you know, last year we, you know, we played a lot of our games on the road. So I tried to, you know, kind of go home heavy. Obviously, we like playing on the, you know, our ballpark and on the lakefront. I think it's a big advantage. And uh, obviously, the, the wind and the way the, the elements move there, we're a little more used to it, but. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm glad we're at home, but I made sure we brought in some, you know, some better teams that had some success last year, um, you know, that we could play, and, you know, that I think we have a good chance to, you know, uh, go up against. Well, obviously, you competed well last year. 36 wins, that was a high since you've been there, reached the championship game of the Southland Conference Tournament. Uh, disappointing ending, but uh, I would think you have to look at what transpired last season as being progress. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, you know, I think uh, I was actually talking to Coach Maneri uh, a day or two ago, and, uh, you know, we were talking, you know, success has got to be, you know, it's, it's different at different places. You know, Jay at LSU, he needs to go to Omaha, and he needs to win it every couple of years. You know, it's, success is relative to where you are, and I feel like we've, every year we've been here, when we first got here to where we have now, we've built the program up and up and up, and, you know, we've continued to, to move in the right direction. Uh, we just got to get to the program into a regional and I think from there you know we've kind of checked all the boxes of what we came to do. Now it's all about taking the next step correct? Oh yeah if you're not taking the step forward then you're stagnant or moving backwards and that doesn't usually in athletics that doesn't usually tend to go very well you I wouldn't suspect you keep a job too long if that were the case. <laughs> Blake Dean with us from the University of New Orleans and also playing at home look you were 20 and 6 at Maestri Field last year. You mentioned it. The conditions can be challenging at times. It's, it's not an easy place to play. You've got a great surface, obviously, uh, rewarded again nationally, awarded again nationally, I should say, uh, by the fact that it's such a good surface. But it is a definitive home field advantage, isn't it? Yeah, 
is. It is. You know, you, you know, in the past, I've brought in a lot of teams from up north, Michigan State, Pitt, uh, Virginia Tech, Iowa's come down. So these teams are just getting out into, you know, to play on a natural surface. And quite frankly, even in our conference and even in the state, we're, run, we're one of the only all-natural surfaces left. Uh, so that there in itself is an advantage. We get to practice on that every day. We're used to it. And like I said, as people know when they come to our ballpark, the wind is, is plays havoc on everyone. Uh, so, you know, especially early when it's cold, that north wind's howling in off the lake, uh, you better know what way the wind's blowing that day because it'll dictate that ball and how it moves a lot out there in that outfield. And then, of course, when you look at what you have this year coming back, I mean, I guess you have to start – you know, you're with position players. I know Mitchell Sanford, you know, Miguel Yusechi obviously is another one of those. Isaac Williams, uh, guys that you counted on that, that were good players for you last year. Just talk about, you know, the guys you have returning in terms of position players. Yeah, you know, I think the, the core three guys, you know, you know, just named some was, you know, Isaac Williams. Uh, he's played center field for us for a few years now. A uh, guy that hit over 300 last year, almost had double-digit home runs. Uh, Mitch Sanford, a uh, great player, left-handed hitter, plays the right field for us. Two elite defenders uh, and also really good bats. will probably hit a combination of three, four hole for us. Um, Miguel Yusechi, uh, who was a catcher in DH uh, last year for us, is a guy, another matured bat in the lineup. You know, we should, you know, we were talking about this the other day with our, some people, but the portal was really kind of, you know, it hit us. We lost our three, three of our top players that, you know, you look, I've had the hitter of the year the last two years in the conference. Both of them went in the portal. One went to Houston, one went to Mississippi State. You know, so at every year, we, now we're starting to reload this thing. And, you know, we're, we're starting to recruit players with the anticipation that the portal could affect us. Um, you know, so it's just something we've got to get used to. And hopefully our guys that have returned and our core guys will obviously elevate. And we've recruited some good enough guys to fill those roles. How frustrating is that? And it almost makes you feel like you're a development you know, situation for some people. I mean, I know you can't control it, but how frustrating is it? Very frustrating. You know, it's very frustrating. I mean, you, you look at it and we lose our, our two middle infielders, uh, one with the Tech and one with the Pit. They made four errors combined between the two of them last year. The shortstop made one error the entire season. It's really hard to lose a guy like that, you know, when you're not anticipating potentially losing him. You know, I'm not going to go find the guy that, and I don't know if it would ever would happen again. But it's hard to replace a shortstop that made one error. Um, you know, those those things are tough. And this kid came in as a freshman; he grew with us. Mm-hmm. You know, with the COVID year, he graduated on time. Then he had another year of eligibility, so he went back home. You know, so it, it really is frustrating. It's tough, um, but it's the it's the day and age in which we live, and you can either uh, adjust, adapt, or get left behind. One or the two. You know, it's just the way it is nowadays. Looking at your pitching, you've got some guys returning. I know Tyler LeBlanc was a rotation guy. You know, Jack Williams was solid. Uh, you saw some good things from Kenny Clayton, his F. Hoff Power, Caleb Zorowski, Ryan DeLorb, you know, Colton Mercer, Trey Yusey, Connor Mason. These guys all saw action last year and, and, and should be better for you this year. Just talk about what you have on the mound. Yeah, you know, you know, that was kind of always – we've always kind of been known as an offensive program. I, I think that's kind of – if anyone says, what do you know? I, I think they mentioned us as being an offensive team. But, you know, in order to win these, to win that final game, we're going to need the arms to take us there. You know, we just can't rely on the offense all the time. So, I think we got some good guys returning. You know, we've, we've got some, some bumps and bruises we're trying to overcome. Brought in some new pieces that I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see in a game. Um, you know, but again, these guys, some of them are battered and bruised. And, you know, last year, if you look at it, 
uh, on Friday nights, we literally went one guy in inning for Friday night games for most of the season just because we didn't have that guy. LeBlanc, he got hurt, uh, you know, and we kind of had to tone things back a little bit. So got some older pieces, mature pieces, and some, you know, some potentially exciting new pieces. We just got to figure out that right combination, how we want to use guys and use those first couple weeks to iron things out. In terms of pitching and guys coming in, you know, couple of guys, two or three guys that you're counting on that you think can step in and contribute to you right away? Well, we've got some interesting, you know, one interesting piece we've had kind of come to the table, and I don't know, heck, he, he may do great this year. He may not. You know, it'll determine once we get in the mix of things. But Nate Blasick, so he was with us uh, last year, a West Virginia transfer uh, that we got out of the portal, was a position player. Um, you know, just wasn't, didn't hit quite where I needed him to hit, and we had a really good offense. So, uh, we actually discussed pitching with him and then came back this year and made him a full-time pitcher. And, you know, he's been 92 to 96. Uh, bullpen guy looks really good. Uh, we had a kid named Skylar Jones that was at Chattahoochee Valley last year. Same situation, 92-96. He's a little sore right now, so we're having to shut him down for a little bit. But um, also, uh, you know, Colt Mercer was here last year. But Bryce Calloway is another guy that was a two-way guy last year in junior college. It was really good. Same thing, came in a little bruised up, hasn't thrown a lot. So we've got quite a few arms that are new guys coming in that we have not, you know, got up there on the mound a lot um, to, to see what they, those guys need to do for us. So it's, we're running short on time, but, but we've got to figure it out eventually. No question. In terms of position players, what about a couple of new guys there that might be able to fit right in and, and impact your lineup? Uh, we got a kid that came in from uh, from Liberty named Victor Castillo. Uh, I think he could come in and potentially help left-handed bat, uh, potentially play out in the outfield for us, kind of fill that role. Um, we got a third baseman. You know, I tell you, we got a, it. It it's really is a, a tough situation. The season started tomorrow. I probably wouldn't have the same lineup on Friday as I had on Sunday. Um, but we we got a kid a transfer in from UNC Greensboro. Um, Rowan Watt that has been doing a really good job as well. And then we're new in the middle. we got a kid from California, Kai Horry, um, Dalton Hurst come in, uh, Diego. Uh, he came in from a junior college as well. So we got a lot of new pieces in there, a lot of new position players, a lot of new pitchers, um, you know, that we're trying to, again, find that right combination of what we can potentially rely on. And Blake, as far as the schedule is concerned, I mentioned the start, but again, you look at the rest of the schedule, we know about the conference, and you know Nichols emerged as champion last year. You've got uh, some pretty interesting road games at South Alabama, playing Mississippi State at MGM Park in Biloxi, you know, playing at Southern Miss, the three-game trip to Florida State, and, of course, playing at LSU. So you know, you've got that top-level competition. You've got those RPI games in there and, and games to measure your team. So uh, it's a pretty well-balanced schedule, and, and you want to play these kind of teams as well. You just don't want to be – overloaded with that i think you've balanced it pretty well yeah that's right i mean that that's the key i mean I, you know you look at it and, and i tell people scheduling is so difficult i hate doing it nobody knows what a team will be from one year to the next especially with the portal now you could have a team that was very below average last year be very good this year and vice versa you know but i know georgia state's a very good opponent they're supposed to be a, you know have a very good team this year as they you know were good last year and you know, even Evansville, you look up Evansville, won almost 40 games last year. Um, and then obviously Memphis has had Carrick Jackson, who went on to Missouri. And now uh, Matt Reiser, who was at Southeastern, is there. I know what type of program he runs and uh, his expectation level. So, you know, we'll be challenged. And we're definitely not getting the Florida State that was there last year. I can guarantee you, Link Jarrett has went out 
and loaded up, got that team much more prepared to where it needs to be. So we're going to have our hands full. I mean, we have our hands full, and there's a stretch to where, you know, these are going to be some tough ball games. No doubt about it. And it all starts against Georgia State at Maestri Field. And again, that's February 16th. We'll have games here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Looking forward to a good season, and hopefully these newcomers will blend in nicely and, and really get you going in the right direction pretty early on, Blake. Appreciate the time. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work and look forward to the season. Sounds good, Ken. I appreciate it, buddy. You got it. All right, Blake Dean of the UNO Privateers. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Coming up next, the LHSA State Wrestling Championships in Bossier City, Friday and Saturday. And we will talk all about that when we return in just a moment as we visit with Mark Morrow, who is a co-director of the tournament. That's next here on All Access on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in store or online at Diamonds direct.com diamonds direct your love our passion for 54 years privateer student athletes have proudly worn new orleans across their chests join nola's team today we are your crew to learn more about new orleans athletics and how to join our crew go to unoprivateers.com the best ice chests in the world are made right here in mandeville louisiana and if you're a perfectionist you need kysik the best engineered ice chest in the world it's the ice chest that keeps things cold the longest. Simply go to kysik.com and order yours today. In Louisiana, not only do we cook great crawfish, we also make the world's best ice chests. Go to kysek.com, that's kysik.com, and get your ice chest today. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Get the appliances you need right away at Lowe's. 
Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust in-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of their everyday financing offers. Lowe's Nose Home Improvement, subject to credit approval. Stalled vehicle on eastbound I-10 after Metairie Road. It's the right lane that is blocked. And uh, Kennard downtown eastbound I-10 got about a five-minute delay right now. Uh, stalled again, uh, giving us some problems eastbound I-10. Fly over to the high-rise, taking about 10 minutes. Uh, shut down due to road construction. Arns Boulevard southbound between Beltaire and uh, Lapalco. Be aware of that. Accident North Galvez at Franklin. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. LHSA soccer playoffs underway today. Full coverage at CrescentCitySports.com. Of course, they'll swing in action in big time tomorrow and Friday with the championships to be decided in Hammond in about a week and a half. Meanwhile, in Bossier City, the LHSA State Wrestling Championships are set for this Friday and Saturday, all day and all night. Both days at Brookshire Grocery Arena and we'll be there per usual as we have been for the better part of four decades now. And providing you with coverage start to finish for CrescentCitySports.com and here with live radio shows from there as well here on 106.1 FM. And we look forward to that. Joining us now to talk about the tournament, the co-director of this year's event, Mark Morrow. Mark, it's a pleasure. Great to have you with us. How are you? Appreciate it, Ken. How you doing, man? Oh, doing fine. Look, just uh, getting ready to to get up and get out of here tomorrow and head north once again to the building. Look, I mean, we get that all the time. Why is it there? Well, number one, it's a bid process, and that you start right there. Uh, number two, it's a nice building. They do a great job. They're good people, and that's it. You know, would you rather have it in South Louisiana? Sure, most of the wrestling teams are from South Louisiana, and you'd love to see it, but you got to have the facility, and you got to bid on it. It's really that simple, isn't it? Yes, it's very that simple. And so uh, we just we just so thankful for uh, – Bozier, you know, they do such a wonderful job. The arena people, they just, you know, all hands on deck. I mean, you've been there many times. You, you know, you're the voice of Louisiana wrestling. We really appreciate the job you do. It's just such a, a nice facility. And, you know, we just like to see it filled. You know, just, that's the bottom line. Uh, so we invite everybody to make a trip up to uh, Bozier and, you know, yours. I mean, they got plenty of parking and uh, a lot of room, nice console seats. And, I think we'll have some great wrestling this year. Agreed. And, and I think it's a, it's a situation where we'll have some competitive divisions as well. And I'll get into that in just a moment. Quick thought on, on girls wrestling and the initiative passing in demonstrative fashion. I've been a big advocate of that. I know Chad has too. And I was really oh, yeah. happy to see that take place. And now the LHSA will sponsor championships in 24-25 and looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean... I can't echo those thoughts any better. I mean, 2025 girls, you know, we want to get out there. I've been, a, you know, a retired teacher of 36 years, and girls like to like to be active too, and they want to get after. And if they don't have to wrestle a boy, I think they're going to really be excited to see what kind of product. They, we had 100 girls almost this year. I'm sure we'll have close to 200 next year. A couple of new programs wrestling this year. You always want to see growth of the sport. I know I would always talk to Jim Ravenack about it, and, and the goal was always, man, I'd like to see this get to 100. It's not there right. yet, but it's in the 80s, and the sport is growing here in Louisiana. Yeah, we have uh, three or four teams uh, that's going to have, you know, 
teams, not full teams probably, but they're going to have a team that uh, appeared to state meet in different divisions. So it's going to be exciting to see a couple of new teams in. And uh, right out of New Orleans, the St. Aug and McDonald 35, they had a few kids, and I think they got a few more coming this year. So that's going to be exciting. No doubt. All right, so let's talk about this year's event. Uh, Division One, of course, Jesuit is the defending champion. And yeah. as I wrote in my preview earlier today, Blue Jays are the favorite. You know, they've got, what, four top seeds, and they've, they've got seeded wrestler, wrestlers in, what, 13 of the 14 divisions. It's a deep team. It's a good team. And if it gets down where it's close to the final weight classes, forget about it. <laughs> they're yeah. they're going to win boys. because, yeah, their big boys are really good, Jackson Calderero and Spencer Lenazga. So uh, yeah. right now they certainly seem to be the favorite. But just to, to handicap, I mean, Holy Cross has got a really good team. Uh, right. Brother Martin is good. East Ascension has really come on right. strong and is a good side as well. St. Paul's touchdown. Uh, that's probably what we're talking about, along with Catholic High you throw in there in Division One. Yeah, I think that's about seven teams right there to be in the mix for the Division One title. Uh, I think Jez is a pretty solid one right now. And, uh, you know, you have Holy Cross and East Ascension. I mean, that's what's going to be maybe the battle for second, you know, and see how it really can see who's going to get it. I mean, that's what. It could be really close, and that's what we'd like to see—a close, you know, meet. No doubt. Then you you take it to Division Two. Turlings Catholic has dominated the division, and they're very good again. But North Dakota is a real threat. Uh, they've got—they're yeah. uh, deep yeah. and very, very talented. And you know, you can't throw out Archbishop Rummel. They've got a lot of seated wrestlers as well. Just talk about what we're looking at in Division Two. Well, you know what. Turlington won like five or six years in a row now. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. even remember. And uh, yep. it's just a, a, a phenomenal little program they have. But, you know, Dustin Burton, man, I mean, they've, they've just really done a good job of building such a, you know, from the ground up. I mean, it was North Dakota, who, who knew they wrestled 10 years ago, you know. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're going to have 50 kids helping us run the tournament this weekend. And that's, that's like middle school kids, you know what I mean, doing all kinds of things for us. And that's, that's phenomenal, you know, and that's a one-horse town almost. I mean, they, they're the only team in the, in the city, really. And uh, you gotta, they got to travel up to Shreveport of Bossier just to get a match. And uh, so it's, it, they, they're really competitive. And I think uh, they, they, they're the team to beat right now. Turtles have to get on their little horse and run hard to catch them, I think. But, so that should be competitive, real competitive. I agree, I and then Rumble, yeah, Rumble's in there too. So Rumble's probably the third team, and then you know Sam Houston. You can never ignore uh, in that division either. When you look right. at Division Three, this might be the most competitive of the divisions. Archbishop Shaw is the defending champion, and they've got a shot to repeat. But uh, there are several teams I think that have a shot in Division Three. Just handicapping it, you know, St. Louis Catholic obviously has a good team. John Curtis has a pretty good team. I don't know about the depth, but they've got a lot of good wrestlers. Right. And then, of course, De La Salle's got three top seeds, cannot be ignored. You know, from the hometown there, Evangel Christian has, has right. a couple of top seeds, and, and Basile is always a good side. This could be a competitive division. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how competitive it can be because uh, those teams that you just riled off, they either won a state championship, had state championship wrestlers, or runners-up as a team in the last two or three years. I mean, Basile was dominated from their small town you know, just a few years ago, I mean, you couldn't beat Basil, and now you know they're kind of like back up a little bit. But golly, it's some it's some com- competition down there. Not many teams, but really competitive. And then tell people about the the format because a lot of people that aren't as familiar would like to be able to find a way to 
to get there. Just tell people about the format, when things start, what they can expect. We're going to start Friday morning. Shoot, that's going to probably be around 9.30, you know, 9 o'clock. We're going to get started, and we will wrestle straight through to where there's no wrestlers left that except the ones that can place in the tournament for Saturday. So uh, we're hoping with a, with a, a new format that the, that the National High School Wrestling uh, High School Federation has adopted a 30-minute time period between matches instead of 45 minutes. We might actually be able to speed the tournament up just slightly where we're not there so late. Everybody can go to get a good meal around town. Uh, then on Saturday, we'll have the semifinals probably around 9 or 10. And then we'll uh, do semifinals. And right after that, we'll do constellation semifinals. And then we'll do uh, places for third and fourth and fifth and sixth. And then a little bit later in the day, well, I think it's about 4 or 5, we'll do the finals. And uh, that that right there, just with this 30-minute time wait that we used to have, we used to have go 45. I think that 15 minutes might actually make it a little bit more exciting for the fans. And, you know, it won't, won't be a mat, uh, a mat open waiting around for, you know, that time. No, look, and, and then last but not least, I just got somebody just emailed us here. You know, when does it end each night? And I laugh because it's not, there's no definitive time, but you got well, a pretty decent idea as to when yeah. it's going to be done. Like on Friday night, we should be getting out of there. I say less than nine o'clock. So that's our goal. You know, as hey, mm-hmm. tournament directors, we don't want people staying there all night. Right. Um, and then on, on Saturday night, our finals should start, I think at five. We have introductions and all that stuff. Uh, and last year, we were out of there at 8.30. And uh, that yeah. was a phenomenal deal there. And I know people appreciated not sitting around, you know, till 10 o'clock or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think all- that worked. I was going to say that. I mean, I've done this for you know, 35, 36 years, I think that was really good. I got that comment from a whole bunch of people. When you start a little earlier on Saturday, it doesn't bother anybody because it's Saturday. And right. getting getting out of there, especially people that travel, a lot of people leave after it's over on Saturday and as opposed to spending another night. So I think that that was a good move, frankly. And I, yeah. and I, I applaud you guys for that. I thought that was excellent. So while I got a little air time, and yep. I hope you don't mind, I just want to tell a shout-out to you. Uh, for doing such a phenomenal job for all these years. Uh, if, if people would see you calling the meet and everything, you don't really move around. You don't, you don't jump off your mic or anything like some of these uh, talk show hosts, but you do such a great job announcing information, getting the people paying attention to different matters. It's just really phenomenal. So we can't tell you how appreciative we are from the wrestling community because you cover all sports. And uh, I know he's, uh, he's not working the L- uh, LHSA state tournament anymore, but he still have got a great hand in wrestling, and that's the guy you mentioned earlier, Jim Ravenack. Jim has brought wrestling from wrestling high school state championships in little gyms. I mean little gyms, not even the biggest gyms in, in Louisiana, to arenas. And, you know, our ultimate goal is to take those arenas and fill them up because – he deserves it, and more importantly, the kids deserve to have that kind of attention. So we appreciate you and Jim's all the all effort for all these years. Well, it's it's been my pleasure, and I look forward to doing it again this weekend, and and hopefully for years to come. Yep. Always appreciate the 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 time. Appreciate wrestling to talk about it anytime, anywhere to to promote the sport and help this sport grow. That's what we're going to do uh, through this yep. radio station, and of course, most notably through CrescentCitySports.com. Mark Morrow, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you in Bozier early Friday yep. morning. I'll show up there about seven on Friday morning. See you there. Yeah.
Thanks, Ken. All right, Mark. Thank you. All right, we'll take a final time out. Back with a final word in a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? (sighs) For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. We all go... Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Whether it's the irresistible, cushiony softness of Charmin Ultra Soft or the superior strength and absorbency of Charmin Ultra Strong. Either way, you can't go wrong. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to Allstate Sugar Bowl. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at FrancescaDeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? 
If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LANE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LANE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LANE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. want to thank Mark Morrow for joining us tonight and want to thank, as well, Blake Dean of the University of New Orleans for spending time with us. Tomorrow night, Michael Green will have the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. We'll try to join him uh, from Bozier, but we'll see if we can get that done, at least with one, if not both of us, and we look forward to that tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. That'll do it for us tonight. Thanks to Rudy Dixon for producing. Thanks to our listeners and sponsors for making it happen. Until tomorrow, Ken Trahan saying thanks for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home.